everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm Adam, and I got another great show lined up for you today. Um, again, you, this is I'm, I'm super stoked uh, about this episode. And of course, I brought in the ringer. <laughs> Heather, how are you? Hi. Welcome, b- welcome back. Fantastic. Welcome back. I appreciate you for for uh, wanting to co-host uh, the show with me and uh, getting these amazing guests lined up. Well, you know, it's just one of those opportunities where I know some really cool people uh, you're kind that of have a, awesome stories. You're, and- you're, you're kind of a big deal. <laughs> no, I don't mean it that way. Oh. I have this, I have this <laughs> great community. I mean, it's nice of you to say that, Adam. Right. And, you know, it is true to yeah. an extent. <laughs> Checks in the mail. <laughs> yeah, well, you know how Texans are. Like, we're proud no matter where we are. <laughs> well, listen, let's jump right into this because yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited about the guests that we have today. So who do we have? It's going to be meaty today. So as always, I'm bringing on somebody who I know. And in this case, I've known him for uh, an extended period of time. I don't want to reveal anybody's age here, but, but a long time. Uh, so Sheriff Mark Cage is the sheriff of Eddy County, New Mexico. Community hero. Community hero. Love it. Sure. Love it. (laughs) Yes. I mean, you know, I got to bring the best of the best to the decision hour and heroes media group. So Mark is a Navy veteran. Okay. And then he started at uh, Portales Police Department as a dispatcher, Portales, New Mexico. And this is where Mark and I met. We were um, both uh, police officers in, um, in New Mexico. Um, so he ultimately has become the sheriff of Eddy County uh, in New Mexico, which is, if you're familiar, like Carlsbad. Yep. Yep. That's that's the probably the, the most well-known city in that county and is definitely a recognized expert in many fields as it relates to law enforcement. Um, but he is pretty well known for being very vocal when it comes to uh, restrictions on our second amendment rights Mm. and red flag laws and those kinds of things. So Sheriff uh, Cage, thank you so much for, for taking some time out of your day to join us. Well, thank you, Heather. Yeah, you are kind of a big deal. Um, (laughs) I really appreciate the invite and uh, it's, it's, it's great to be, uh, it's great to be recognized as someone who has been influential in this uh, quagmire of garbage that's being spewed here recently. Yeah, I think that you, I mean, you were definitely one of the people that, that came to mind when, when Adam and I were talking about who I wanted to, to have as, as the guests while I was, was helping host. And, and I mean, I've definitely watched your career and you came to some notoriety um, in the in the last couple of years, for sure, it's just being very outspoken. Um, you've always been outspoken, but now you have a platform, and you're you're able to use that platform to to spread uh, a really powerful message. And so, I I want to start out by talking about your uh, feelings about Second Amendment. Um, what's the status of that in um, New Mexico? I've been away from New Mexico for a long time, and fortunately live in a constitutional carry state. So let's talk a little bit about the current environment of Second Amendment and firearm ownership in New Mexico. Well, Heather, the New Mexico actually has some 
pretty good uh, firearms laws um, on the books. Uh, you're allowed to open carry in most areas uh, as long as you're 21 or over, uh, you're not a convicted felon, blah, blah, blah. There's several, there's several restrictions on that. But you're allowed to open carry a, a loaded firearm. You're also allowed to conceal carry a uh, unloaded firearm. And that definition has been debated back and forth in most areas. But you're also allowed to carry a concealed loaded firearm in your vehicle, in your home, in your place of business and to and from each. So the, the, we have some really good firearms laws on the books. Unfortunately, our legislature, it took them two, um, two sessions to get it passed, but we now have a red flag law here that was completely and totally unnecessary because we already have a process, um, for removing firearms from dangerous folks that, includes due process. The problem with the one that we put on the books now, the new red flag law is that, um, it, it has no, and, and it has no due process built into it. You can be accused and it can be decided that your guns are being taken away from you without you ever having anything to say about it whatsoever. And that's the biggest problem we have with it. We do the sheriffs of New Mexico, we're not a bunch of yahoos. Well, a couple of us might be, but um, we're, we're we're about law and order and protecting folks and protecting their constitutional God given or their God given constitutionally recognized rights. We're not. We want firearms out of the hands of dangerous people. That we do want to do that, but we want to do it in a a constitutionally sound manner. We don't want to just go out there and have some ex parte order come and do that. So we can expand on that quite a bit if you want. Yeah. yeah. So I, go ahead. Adam. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry, Heather. I got, I, got, sorry. I got to. Oh, I got to. So many questions. Um, Sheriff, do you think this is just a way for like big government to come in and, and, and kind of take control of you know, states are kind of, is it their way of taking control over the people? Like, you know, this is one way that we can control people is by taking away their firearms and, and these false, red false red flags, if you will. And I, I say false red flags because I think some, sometimes, and I've, I've had people that I know that have, been like, oh, that's, a, that's a veteran and he suffers from PTSD. He shouldn't be having a, a firearm when there's nothing remotely unsafe about the person. Uh, at all, I, I just feel no, like you're I, you absolutely know, right. Yeah, this is this is the socialist agenda. This is the beginning of it. What are you watching right now? You, you're. It happened in Venezuela. Disarm the citizens. Find a way to disarm the citizens. Once you do that, you 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 weaken law enforcement. Mm -hmm. You defund the police, like is what the new buzzwords are right now. Right. This is, this is an agenda. This has happened. This is a formula. This happened in Nazi Germany. Yep. Folks, folks don't want to do You know, and they say, oh, oh, you're invoking the, the Nazis again. Well, yeah. Study history. What, what are we doing now? We're, we're tearing history down so that folks won't. Young folks don't remember what happened. And, and they're clouding their vision. And they're, they're getting all this propaganda 
And that's why we've got all the, these rich, young white kids out there in Antifa marching around doing all this crazy stuff. No, this is a, this is, you're absolutely right. This is a push by the radical, the, the radical progressive socialists to damage America, to take over Americans. So, so let me ask you this, and Sheriff, being in the position that you're in, then how does how do you you manage that? Then you know the governor comes down and says, "Hey, you're going to enforce these rules and regulations, and and if it's not if it's unconstitutional, how do you go about doing that? I mean, it kind of puts you in a dilemma, then, does it not? No dilemma at all. Um, I I swore an oath back in 1982 uh, to def- support and defend the Constitution. And I've sworn it over and over and over again, which I actually don't believe it's necessary, but I swore it when I took over, when I was elected the sheriff of Eddy County, there's no dilemma. I'm going to protect the constitutional rights. Even when I disagree with certain things, uh, sometimes in the first amendment, I've got folks saying stuff that I really don't like, and I'd like to tell them to shut the heck up, but I don't do that. I protect their rights. They have the right to do that. Do they have the right to burn a flag? Yeah, I guess so. Um, now, in New Mexico, I guess it'd be a petty misdemeanor, which is punishable by, you know, a very small fine. If someone does that in front of me, um, I'm probably going to get charged with a crime, even as a sheriff, because I'm not going to allow it. So, but I did. I, those, those, that doesn't have anything to do with me not protecting their rights. Right. That's, it, it's my right to express that I don't like it. Anyway, that I'm getting in a off on a rabbit hole. Go, go. Um, it's fine. That's where, that's, Adam likes I kind of did that hole. on purpose. So <laughs> I was kind of hoping this would happen. But no, I was, I was in a small group of the original sheriffs that were called rogue sheriffs having a pity party uh, by our governor. She tweeted that out. And um, she has continued to, uh, to, I mean, insult us publicly. She's come after us. As a matter of fact, uh, Corey Helton, the sheriff of Lee County, right next door to me, he just won in the Supreme Court of New Mexico against the governor and the and the attorney general when they came after him with a writ of mandamus to force him to enforce the mask mandates, which are not laws. I won in the New Mexico Supreme Court as well when I did my own writ of mandamus against the the. Uh, legislature of New Mexico because they passed a, a bill into, into law that would have made my, changed my term of office. And it would have actually benefited me because it would have given me a six-year term of office vice a four-year. But that's not what I was elected for. I was elected by the people for a four-year term of office, and that's what I should serve. I went to the Supreme Court on that, and we kicked their butt there as well. So when it comes time we will fight back. The sheriffs will, We, but we'll fight back the right way right. and we'll win. We've continued to win. The, our, our attorney general here, he came out after this, this uh, red flag law was passed, uh, SB8, and he, he claimed that he told us, demanded that we would do federal firearms background checks on guns for gun purchases and gun transfers. And I contacted him. Of course, he never responded said um what's my mechanism for doing that sir um you're all wise and knowing you you're the the head law enforcement or excuse me uh, uh head attorney for for new mexico 
Um, tell me exactly how that works, how I do background checks, because I don't know how. I, there's no mechanism. FFL, federal <laughs> firearms. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's important to, to point out here, Adam, that in that the 2018 New Mexico legislation, mm -hmm. uh, that, that session, when it came to talking about this legislation for expanding background checks on private gun sales, 29 out of the 33 New Mexico sheriffs, including Sheriff Cage, were opposed to that. And it's because it's unenforceable as, right. as a law. Right. Like, so you've, you've got this, it's not that, that Sheriff Cage is a rogue sheriff out there doing this on, on his own. This is the, the bulk of the, the people who have sworn to protect our constitutional rights in the state of New Mexico that have banded together, but then are in uh, an appearance in this direct opposition of the government that is controlling the state of New Mexico, which as we know is controlled at the federal level. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. To, be, to, to add to that, 29 of the 33 counties also passed Second Amendment sanctuary resolutions. And, and people are like, well, sanctuary, that's like the, you know, uh, uh, immigration sanctuary. No, we did that on purpose. If you can say that, that, that this is a, a city is a sanctuary for illegal immigrants, then by God, we can say that our county is a sanctuary for the Second Amendment yep. and the Second Amendment rights of the folks in there. Now, the 29 counties that passed that, that wasn't the sheriffs doing that. That was the county commission, elect, other elected officials who were in charge of the finances and the goings on in the county outside of law enforcement. They voted that in as well. And that goes to show you that we are being controlled in New Mexico, just like the United States is. The, the, that's why we have the Electoral College. And we're being controlled by the small, the, the small areas that are densely populated, yeah. Albuquerque, Santa Fe, Las Cruces. That's what we're being – rural New Mexico is predominantly red. I mean like, like way red. Yeah. And we, we're conservatives, but we are controlled by, the, by the, the radical progressives in those blue areas that have the population, just like California, New York those places that that would that would skew the whole presidential election if not for the electoral college right agreed yeah yeah it's a it's 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 really frightening when you really start digging into what's happening and the fact that people like sheriff cage and the other sheriffs and and really what the community of New Mexico, the people of New Mexico want versus what they're being served up and, and, and how it's being served. I have a, a friend who is a, he's a traveling nurse. So he takes contracts all over the country and he took a contract in Albuquerque a, a few months ago. And he, I was, I, oh, I was I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was talking to him on the phone as he pulled into Albuquerque. And I think it was a Sunday. I think it was, but he was talking about how 
like everything is shut down like every because it, it was this is just a couple of months ago during you know the the height of the pandemic and and the mask requirements and all this kind of stuff and he's like oh no like what did i get myself into and he's still in new mexico and um it's it's very interesting having a regular conversation with him and learning about this is this is part of how i know about this is and is is having conversations with him and then you know it made sense to me to want to reach out to Sheriff Cage and, and have a conversation about this because New Mexico is right next door to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Adam, I know you're far away right now in the, the DC area, but you know, Arizona, yeah. Arizona native commute, and, yeah. and, and for our own state, for Arizona, like I'm really concerned in a lot of ways. And I, I, I brag to people about living in a constitutional carry state and we still have, you know, people ask me why I won't move to California. You know, my employer is based in California. And I said, when they hired me, there's no amount of money that would get me to move to California. It's going to be Arizona or New Mexico or Texas. Like that's where I'm going to end up. And part of it is because of my second amendment freedoms. But when you hear right next door, what's going on in New Mexico, and you start looking at some of the things that are starting to kind of swell up in, in Arizona, it really concerns me. And it makes me want to be more active and be more proactive in protecting the the rights that, that we have. Well, you have a, you have a, a big proponent, my good friend, Mark Lamb there, in uh arizona uh-huh. uh, he he's he's kicking butt with it too and I, and good man real good yep. man we've been to dc a bunch together yep sheriff lamb down you know in uh, pinal county yep yeah yeah he's doing a great job but yeah. you know you, you talk you talk about the the what's going on here in new mexico you tell your uh, traveling nurse friend you ought to check out our teaser or carlsbad um, it's Eddie County is pretty good place to be when it comes. We're not, we're not doing all that stuff. We're, yeah. we're work, we're, we're, we're business as usual here for the most part. And we're getting beat up for it by the governor, but you know what? She can only do so much. Yeah. I wish you, you, know, could, and, I, and I, I wish you would see more of that on the news. Sheriff's, right. sheriff's like, like if your County is like back to pretty much back to normal, you know, that would be nice to see as opposed to all the other BS that you see on, you know, mainstream media, uh, yeah. you know, nowadays. Well, mainstream media has been taken over by the progressives. It's yeah. obvious. Well, yeah. I, I just, I, I get entertainment by scrolling through Yahoo news and I just sit here and looking like, Oh, yep. There's a Trump bashing. Oh, there's a Trump bashing. Oh, Oh, there they are kissing Biden's butt. Yeah. Uh, Trump bashing, Trump bashing. It's, it's not even, it's not even news anymore. No, it, it, it's, 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 it's who got the most money and that it's, it, I, and I've said this and I'm, I'll say it again. You look at a lot of the mainstream media outlets and, you know, I had a family member said this last night and got in a small argument with them. It was kind of funny. It was, well, if this news organization say it and these other three organizations are saying the same thing, don't you think it's true? Uh, no. Follow the money. That's I was like those organizations are owned by the same corporate structure. Like follow the money, and that's why you get your answers. It's like you know these these politicians and and even now these news organizations they all should wear like a NASCAR suit to figure out who's sponsoring who, so we can understand why they're saying what they're saying. Sorry, I'm getting on a tangent. Well, it's no, all don't propaganda. Be sorry. Oh. 
It's, it's all propaganda, yeah. and it's working, sadly, with a lot of our young folks because they think the way you just said. Yeah. Well, if everybody's saying it, it must be true. If it's yeah. on Facebook, yeah. by God. Oh, yeah. It, it, oh, God, I love that. Oh, Oprah said it, so it's got to be true. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. And that's yeah. the, you know, Adam, like, I, I I can see Adam, so I could see, like, how heated he's getting over here. And oh, I, I get so mad about this stuff when it comes to the mainstream media side of things, too, because it's like, you know, Heroes Media Group, Heather, as you know, Sheriff, we, yep. the, the, the mother company of this show is, is a company called Heroes Media Group, and we back our community heroes, such as yourself, our law enforcement, our firefighters, our first responders, medical personnel, military veterans, and, and, and our educators, and so on. And, and those just happen to be the community that... That gets no respect. They get uh, no funding for the things that they need, and it it bothers me to my core, like legitimately bothers me. Now look me at to what's happening. Look what's happening to law enforcement right now. Oh yeah, there yeah, is yeah. a there there's a it is it's a it's a it's a, a smear campaign. Yeah, going yeah. you know what there there's there's more white folks killed by cops every year. It's proven. Over and over, we're not out there. We're not a bunch of racist jerks running around. Right. I I honestly have not seen in my entire career, I have not seen one law enforcement officer do something on a racial bias. Now, granted, there are anomalies and those things do happen. Right. But it happened. So, so the NFL, you know, all the 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 not for long. Oh, sure. Um, they're out <laughs> you're gonna, there. You're uh, oh, oh I, burned, I burned all my Saints stuff. Um, oh, I was going to ask they're, you about that. <laughs> oh no, no, I, I, I burned it. I burned. I, I'm getting rid of it. I'm getting ready to burn my Drew Brees jersey, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have a, a video of it. But oh yes, um, please. You know do. what? They they wanna they want to say, Oh, look, if it's just one bad cop, that's too many. What have all they, what have they been doing? What have those guys been doing? How many, how many bad NFL players are there out committing all these heinous crimes? (laughs) You know, come on, man. To, to use uh, Joe Biden's vernacular. (laughs) Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, it's, it's true. And it's, it's, it's frightening, you know, Adam. So I've been, in the law enforcement community or environment for, uh, I don't know, like 25 years or so, a long time. I'm not a cop. I haven't been a cop in a long time, but I'm still very deep in in that community. My boyfriend is a 30 year retired police officer Mm -hmm. and his daughter is now a rookie cop. And if you think about it, she started the Academy in January of this year Mm -hmm. and she graduated the Academy in May. Right. And so think about just from January to May, the difference right. in it's been skewing this way already. Right. Like, you know, but there, we weren't talking about defunding the police in January. No. <laughs> and so now she comes out into a world that for, for Sheriff Cage, for, for me, for people who have been involved in law enforcement for a very long time, it, it can be this bleak view yeah. of, of people who are just so adamantly opposed to law enforcement period. And when you, when you talk about when people are saying defund the police, there's this broad spectrum yeah. of what that means to, to different people. But for a, a bulk of people, defunding the police means to get rid of the police, right. which blows my mind. Right. And, 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 you know, it's funny that you brought that up. I had this conversation with a buddy of mine who just graduated uh, the academy up in, in Buffalo, New York. 
and 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 you know he's a little more he's he's our age he's a little seasoned um <laughs> and, and i was like you know i kind of questioned when he, when he told me hey i want to go to the academy i was like eh, you know you're no spring chicken you realize that uh and he was like i don't care it's, just, it's my calling all right good i supported him in it he graduated good and i was like what do you think and then as he's going through the academy this it starts happening defund the police and whatnot so he calls me one day and he's like man we just learned about this whole defund the police thing and they gave them their explanation i'll share their explanation of it was it wasn't necessarily you're not defunding the entire police department you're defunding certain parts of it to where if somebody's going across you know talking to a mailbox instead of instead of calling instead of calling the police maybe call you know, a social worker or something like that to come out, which ultimately, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew he was going to laugh because ultimately what's going to happen is that the police are going to get called sooner or later anyway, yes. and they're going to yeah. have to come out anyway. So it's like social workers didn't sign on for that. Right. Exactly. Talking, yeah. A lot of the, a lot of these people who are mentally disturbed are violent or will become violent, have the potential to become violent. Right. Social workers, everyone I know does not want to deal with it. They are not equipped to deal with exactly. that. Exactly. And and Joe Biden said it last night. Oh, we need to send a psychologist with the law enforcement. Where are you going to get these psychologists? Yeah. But these people, don't, they're not into that. They're not there. We can't afford it, first off. Right. They're, they're PhDs. They, they, they get paid astronomical figures. We don't we don't have the money in our budgets for that. First off, and second off, where are you going to find them? And third, we're going to be too busy trying to protect them that we're going to end up getting law enforcement officers hurt. We're going to end up getting these people, these civilians that go out there with us hurt, and then we're going to end up having to still hurt the other person, and they're going to get charged with another crime, probably. Yeah, how is that going to work? It's not going it, to work. It's, it's big, not even feasible. Yeah, it's that snowball effect of the socialistic, you know, Marxist mindset where it's here's how we interrupt, you know, what our everyday life right now. And, and I, you know, we're talking I, yeah. about having 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 civilian folks go out there and run traffic, do traffic enforcement and go and handle Domestic situations. Those are the two most violent things we deal with in law enforcement. The most dangerous, the most volatile things we deal with in law enforcement. You're going to send someone out there unarmed yeah, don't, to yeah. deal don't with send that, me to a domestic to case. Like you send me. Can you imagine Heather sending me to a domestic case? I, I listen. I got called here. Someone's getting their ass beat. Like I'm yeah. beating someone's ass. Like that's you know <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. be the one that ends up going to jail because that's not yeah. the two that they called for. So it's like you can't do that. You just uh, I think it's just yeah. a, a fundamental. Now, if, we get, if we get some kind of science where we can uh, teleport them out of there very quickly if things go bad, <laughs> yeah, sure, I'm down for that. But this ain't Star Trek. This is, this is the United States, the way it exists now. And we have a very violent underbelly in our society. And most folks aren't equipped to deal with that. Most folks don't have the capability of dealing with that. A lot of them think they do watching it on TV and go, I could do that. Yeah, go for it, buddy. Have a good time. Enjoy yourself. This this fundamentally, oh man, that that triggered so many things in in my head. Um, but, But one, I think the fundamental issue here it's very similar, Adam, to what we talked about when we talked with Craig Sawyer about child trafficking yeah. 
is that people are blind to it. Yeah. People just go and in, in, in general, just live their lives. They think this could never happen to me or this will never happen here. It, it's easy to, or, it's, it's just easier for them to say that doesn't really happen or, or that wouldn't right. happen here. Right. Right. It's, that's not going to happen here. It's not going to happen to me. Um, and, and which is, that's, that's a fundamental issue right there. Is yeah. that they're just, they're oblivious, right? This is why I talk so much about conscious observation and being around your, being aware of your yeah. surroundings and people call me like crazy. Cause I'm like, have you seen that car drive by three times? Like, <laughs> you know, this, and this is just a, a way of life from, for me, but for the vast majority of, of people they're they just don't understand what, <laughs> law enforcement, our law enforcement ex- officers experience every single time they walk out the door. Yeah. And it, now it's no longer when they put on their badge or they get in their marked car. Right. It is anytime anyone knows that they are a police officer, yeah. that they are potentially at risk because of this this environment of of unnecessary hatred towards, towards the police. It's like you got to live your life of constant 24 seven situational awareness. Yeah. Did you Let see me tell this? you what we don't, we don't deal with that here. <laughs> we do not deal with that. People love us. The yeah. sheriff's As office, they should. I have two sons. At, mm-hmm. I have two sons at the Carlsbad police department. One's a Lieutenant. Uh, one is a uh, drug task force officer, man. I can tell you what, every day we go into the office, there's donuts waiting on us. There's uh, people sending in cars, it, it the, the the support here is incredible. I'm blessed. My sons are blessed. Uh, other parts of the country, I can't say so much. Sadly, yeah, and that and that's very fortunate. And I'm and I'm I, I'm really really glad to to hear that. And you know where the the department that my boyfriend's daughter works for is in a small community, and 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 they are enjoying that now that they they're supported by that community in general. Um, I don't, I don't know that that's the the case in like the larger Phoenix metropolitan area. Adam, what's the environment like where you are in the DC area? Uh, so that when I'm, so I, I, I consider the DC metro area from Philadelphia down to like Quantico, Virginia, there's a big corridor there. Right. And I, when I, I put my head down in, in Pennsylvania, as you know, Heather, and, and I live in a small borough as they call them out here um and and the police department out here is uh i I love them i try to i try to pull them over uh when i see them and it's (laughs) it's um they look at me and they're like what's wrong with this guy um there's not a lot of them out here unfortunately in this in this particular area now i've been to philadelphia i go to philadelphia probably once a month i go down to dc as you know pre-COVID pretty very often and, and you get down into those areas and it's, it's a mess. It, it, it's, it's, uh, and I say a mess is just from the crime rate and stuff like that. But there's a lately around here, there's been a lot of protests and there's been a lot of, um, you know, stuff against going against police violence against the police, uh, and stuff like that. And it's infuriating and, and it's, I don't know. I can go off on a tangent here. I won't. But it's, yeah. it's, well, the, it's, me- it's, the media, it, the media is stoking those fires. Right, you're right. We have the li- the progressive liberal politicians stoking those fires. Right. And and but you know what? A lot of Americans that may have been fooled initially are starting to wake up. Yeah. And I, they're starting to condemn BLM. Yeah. They're starting to, to condemn Antifa. 
and they're going, wait a minute, you people are out of control. You're the bad people, yeah. not the cops. I, I will I will say this. I sat in, I won't say what city, but I, I sat in the mayor's office, who's, who's very, the mayor's very liberal, and uh, and he looked up our website, Heroes Media Group, and saw that we have a lot of conservative pieces, and he, lost, he flipped his lid. During that time in his office, as he's sitting there scolding me for being, you know, more conservative piece or uh, whatnot, I had the current chief of police and the incoming chief of police at the table with me. So naturally, I'm thinking I'm going to jail today for whatever reason, because this is the mayor, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We we end up walking out of that meeting, and I'm walking with the the, the current uh, chief of police and the, and the incoming chief of police. And the incoming chief of police slips me his business card and says, here's my cell phone number. He's like, we don't all feel that way. He's like, feel free to give me a call anytime. And I thought that was really cool. And and that meant a lot to me for somebody that's I'm not considered a Pennsylvania resident. I still hold my residency in, in, in Arizona uh, as much as I commute back and forth. But that gave me hope uh, for the community, <laughs> you know, uh, around well, here. Look, look at the police chief in Seattle, black female. Yeah. She, oh, yeah. She she made some mistakes initially, I think. I think she misspoke a few times. But then she finally stood up and goes, wait a minute. Yeah. No, I'm a cop. My cops are all good. You're not going to treat them like that. And guess what? Yep. She had to leave. Yep. You've got a, what, what do we, what is everybody yelling for? We, you know, we want, we want minorities and, or people of color. We want females in positions of authority in law enforcement so they can help out. Well, you had a great one right there yeah. and you ran her off. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. We just had the chief of here. police. We just had the chief police. Now, now he just happened to be a white male, but chief of police in Albuquerque at Albuquerque PD. He just came out and and exposed what happened to him. The mayor, Mayor Mayor Keller, Tom Keller, he's a a, a radical progressive in in Albuquerque. Ran him off. Wouldn't let him do his job. Blamed everything on him when when they he the the mayor had. The, the SWAT team was ready to go. They had everybody ready to go. And they, when they, the folks were trying to tear that down, that statue of Onyate, mm-hmm. they held them up and wouldn't let them deal with it. Then they blamed it on the, on the, the chief of police of that course. he didn't do his job properly. Right. Yeah. This is what's going on. This is the smear. You know, the good thing about being a sheriff though, you can't do that to us yeah. because we <laughs> answer to the people. That's we right. answer to the people. That's right. Amen. And Adam, this is why like, these conversations and what we've talked about today is exactly why you started Heroes Media Group. Exactly. Because we've yep. talked about the mainstream media is you know bought and paid for by yep. whoever has the money yep. and is not telling the whole story right. and is certainly not telling the truth. And so I'm grateful to people like you who have what you've created at Heroes Media Group to 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 shine the light on people who are doing the good things and are doing the right things. Right. Yep. Yeah. My and, NASCAR suit's blank. You know, <laughs> I don't have any sponsors or anything like that. It's in the, and, and, and I'm proud to say that I, ironically, not maybe good yeah. for business, but it, uh, <laughs> it, I say that probably because we're not bought. I'm not going to have somebody come in and say, well, you guys need to say this. Well, actually right. I don't. Mine's the, my suit is the same way. You know, I have people contribute to me for my campaign. I have to, because unfortunately, I am a political 
animal. That's what I have to do. Right. But all those folks that back me and contribute to me know they are going to get no special favors from me. Right. They're, they're not going to get it. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. Love it. Because they know my character. They know who I am. And that's what I'm saying about sheriffs. Look what they're trying to do in, in, uh, in Washington state. I believe they're trying to make sheriffs appointed. They want to take them out of that electoral process. BS, man. Sheriffs, we are able to stand tall and stick our chests out and go, no, because we are elected by the people and we do not answer to anybody but them. We don't answer to any mayor. We don't answer to any commission. We answer to the people. God bless you, Sheriff. God bless you. I really do, I, and I mean that. I, I really do appreciate you taking time to to come on and, and, and talk. And let me just throw this out there. Uh, you always have an open mic here with us. So if there's if there's ever any anything that I can do or the, the Heroes Media Group can do or the Decision Hour can do for, for you uh, or information that you need pumped out or whatnot, you always you, – you have an ally here. You have a supporter here. And you always have an open mic here, so do do not ever hesitate to to utilize that. Awesome, thank you. Well, y'all be, feel free to reach out to me if you got a open spot and you want me to get on there and rant and rave about something. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good to do that. Uh, I will. <laughs> uh, I've 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 been I've I've learned you, you don't get anywhere by being. I've been preaching this. The silent majority thing has not worked. We yeah. need to be vocal. We need now. We need to be respectful. We don't need to right. be calling the, the the president of the United States a clown right. and tell him to shut up. That pissed me off last yeah. night. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we need to be respectful in how we do it. But we need to be loud. We need to be boisterous, and we need to be we need to be out there. No more silent majority. Yes, I I absolutely love that. I'm continually inspired by the work that you do, Sheriff Cage, and know that. You have big supporters across the country, not just in the state of New Mexico, because I know that there are people who are who are motivated and inspired by the work that you do, along with the messages that that you put out there. So I I want to say to you, please continue the good fight and please continue doing the work that you do to protect our constitutional rights. Regardless of what state I live in, I always support you. And um, if I could vote for you, I would. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you we're out of time Adam. that's we're out, we're out of time we we are out of time uh sheriff thanks again uh i mean wow just just wow it's great having a community here on somebody that gets it right um so that, that well i'm i'm not i'm not really a hero i've, I've it's like well, i'm saying i've walked beside a few i don't consider myself that but thank you for the compliment ab- absolutely in, in, in our eyes sir that you are um, Heather, any, any, any parting closing words? No, I just want to, again, say, uh, Sheriff Cage, thank you for, for taking time out of your day. Please be safe. Best wishes of safety and health to all of your deputies and to all of the, the officers out there in Carlsbad, especially your two sons. Thank you. That means a lot. Folks, that's all the time that we have. Before we let you go, we got to give a shout out to our parent network, Heroes Media Group. If Go check out all the great shows, articles that they have over there. If you were listening and want to become part of the HMG family, simply go to heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour. <laughs>